0: Braving the uh, slick conditions, Ben City Manager Eric King made it all the way into the studio today.
1: Good morning, sir.
0: Good morning. Thank you very much for making it in today. And how was it for you?
1: You know, it. it you don't notice it on the main roads. I think it's fine. But as soon as you're in a parking lot, it's pretty slick.
0: And be careful getting in and out of your car, too, in
1: these yeah, parking lots. For sure. The, the
0: blacktop is really slick. Um, okay, so Heather wants to make sure that uh, ask you about camping code. Yes. Yes. So that, among other things today, but let's lead off with
1: Sure. Sure. It's, it's been a, a long process. Um, so I guess the first thing to know is uh, right now, the city of Bend does not have any to- type of prohibition on camping. Um, so the code really is silent on it. We have some administrative policies. If folks are camping and encampments become large, we can remove camps if they become a health and safety issue. But it's a fairly cumbersome and somewhat reactive Policy. So this code was meant to really provide more clarity on how the city manages its rights-of-way, which are roads and sidewalks and uh, any city-owned property, frankly. So we started the process last June uh, and developed uh, what are called time, place, and manner regulations. So there's some case law um, that comes out of the Ninth Circuit that really restricts city- what cities can do. We cannot criminalize homelessness uh, and, and just ban camping without having enough places for folks to go. So what it does though is, uh, you know, cities can put time, place, and manner restrictions in place and so that's what we've done. Um, So through time, for example, there's a 24-hour time um, limit allowed for folks that are are camping in the right-of-way or or on city property. Um, Manor, some things that uh, um, are part of that are you can't have more than a 12 by 12 space. Uh, and then, in terms of place, there's no camping allowed in residential areas. No camping allowed in our what's called our water overlay zone. So anywhere near the Deschutes River, um, there's other other things. Those are just some high points. But those uh, regulations were passed last night. There was a first reading of that code, um, and the second reading the next meeting. And it doesn't go into effect until March 1st to give us some time to put some administrative policies in place. But essentially, what it's going to do is um, really you know, create more certainty uh, for, for folks. You know, it does give folks a place to, if they don't have any place to go, to be able to to get the rest that they need, but it does um, really restrict those large encampments uh, from the, you know, some of those things that we've been seeing.
0: Now, you say it's 24 hours that they can do that, but in reality, when, how long does it take to actually
1: do? Right. So, that, yeah, it's a 24-hour time limit. But this the um, state of Oregon also has some some laws around camps and uh, restrictions and things. And and there, there has to be a 72-hour uh, notice for removal. Um, so if somebody has been camping for 24 hours, they would get notified that they need to remove their campsite within the 72 hours so. so we've got four days basically yeah um i mean i think if there there are certain circumstances however if there is somebody camping in and not in a safe place you know they're blocking something or they're creating a, an immediate uh danger to themselves or <clears throat> to the community those can can be removed immediately okay Go ahead and take a sip of your coffee. I know you've earned it this morning, for sure. Um, we talked
0: to Redmond Mayor George Endicott yesterday, and he likes what Seaside has been doing, where basically they put up an area and they supply water and sewer, and you just bring your RV and your tent, and Yeah, can camp out there. Has that been discussed within the city council?
1: We, we have. I mean, we've expanded our shelter capacity. So the, the, this code work didn't sort of start our work. I mean, we have started the last couple of years really trying to increase capacity in our shelter system. So we bought three properties, um, the old Opportunity Foundation site for a low barrier shelter that's run by Shepherd's House, and then two hotels, one through a state grant for uh, that's actually under renovation right now. It'll be open in a, f- in a few months. Um, and then we've uh, purchased the Franklin... Uh, it's a, a the old Rainbow Hotel uh, on Franklin Avenue. So we've increased capacity there. But, we, but in addition to that, there's also other providers that have stepped up, Veterans Village and St. Vincent de Paul just recently opened up with kind of a tiny village. And then we've uh, signed a contract with um, Central Oregon Villages for an outdoor shelter on Bear Creek and 27th. We have some budget for more of that, those outdoor shelters. We also do have safe parking here in Bend. So we do have sites that folks can go, um, uh, mainly churches that are hosting folks that uh, that need just a place to be so that they many folks are working and they are trying to save up for a, a deposit for uh, to get into housing so they, they they are in transition so there are some folks uh, safe parking uh, is, a, is an option as well in terms of just a campground is what you're <clears throat> maybe what you're talking about here that's challenging to do in the city of Ben. we just don't have a lot of land um, you know and and we're also wanting to partner with the county to see if there's something, Some the county has more options to see if that, that can be an option that exists. So we're not done in terms of trying to find more capacity and other types of options for people to go.
0: Like with the Rainbow Motel as an example, uh, do you contract out for services? Are these monitored yeah. and, and uh, security? And yeah, the, the
1: city is, just to be clear, the city is not a service provider. This is not within our core service. Uh, So what we have been doing, though, is is leveraging some funds. We got some federal dollars. Uh, We do also get some funding from the federal government called Community Development Block Grants, and those funds help to provide resources for service providers, but all of that is contracted out. So uh, Shepherd's House, as I mentioned, Low Barrier Shelter, Neighbor Impact is... Um, the contractor that is providing services for, it. it's now at Rainbow, but it's those folks that we moved out of the Division Street property while it's getting renovated. So they're there at Rainbow. They'll go back. Um, uh, and we're, and as I mentioned, Central Oregon Villages, another pri- uh, provider, and, and COVO, the Central Oregon Veterans Outreach, is a par- in partnership with the Ben Heroes Foundation, is uh, the provider for the Veterans Village. Okay.
0: Ongoing uh, ongoing work in the area of homelessness, and it just it continues to be a, a, a huge subject throughout the state, throughout the country, actually. So, 848 at FM News 100.1 1110 KBND. We're talking to City Manager Eric King. Tell us what else happened at last night's meeting.
1: Uh, last night we also talked about parking. Um, the state has new rules called the Climate-Friendly and Equitable Communities uh, rules. They're in place right now. They do require cities to take action to Minimize the amount of land that is being used for parking, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. One, land is expensive, and, and we are in a housing crisis, so more land for, for housing folks. But also, to minimize lots of blacktop that that can create heat islands and other environmental impacts. So, uh, last night council made some decisions to uh, on on what path we can choose. Uh, To remove what are called minimum parking minimums, so it doesn't mean parking's going away, it just means that as development happens, um, the market will really dictate uh, how much parking they want to build, not the city. Um, Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. There's a place
0: I know that's zoned for a fourplex that gets one parking spot, Mm -hmm. one. For the fourplex, Mm -hmm. now how is that the marketplace driven?
1: Well, I mean that so there are on-street parking spaces available. So I mean you're you're correct. I'm not. uh, I think that the the market for a fourplex it could be that there's one on-site space, but then folks will just have to use the spaces on the 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 right the right of way uh, to park. So. If there is any. If there is any. It, it <laughs> becomes a more... Tra- I mean, as, as part of our... I think we can all think of examples of being in cities where um, that that situation exists. And, and as we move into more of a uh, an urban sort of form, um, th- that's going to be more common.
0: Yeah. And speaking of parking, let's take an opportunity to g- give me an education and educate the public here. Downtown parking. So I'm parked there. at my. my the limit has come up. I'm going to move three or four parking spaces away. Am I still uh, gonna get in trouble?
1: Well, there's a, a rule downtown. If you a 750 foot roll, so you can move, but it has to be more than 750 feet. How long
0: is 750 feet?
1: Um, well, a block half length. a block, a block. Well, no, it's more than like a block is typically 300 feet. Oh, so okay. a, a block or two probably would be safe. Can I move from wall to bond? <laughs> <laughs> Depending <laughs> on where, it, you know, and I I think. Uh, yeah, that, that we 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 don't have that type of granular enforcement. I think we, the the point is, and, and typically there's not parking spaces just a few spaces down. No, you know, so no. you know, okay. So yeah. watch where you're
0: if you're trying to move and get away from getting a ticket. Uh, watch yourself because you got to make a pretty decent move. Yeah. to manage that. Yeah. All right. In our closing seconds, anything big you want to let folks know
1: about? Uh, well, we at the end of the we've got a couple of meetings towards the end of the year. Uh, we'll be talking about the home energy score. I know that's generated a lot of feedback. Um, that will be on December 7th. Um, and uh, the um, the parking regulations that I talked about will also come in before council in December. So we've got a busy two more meetings left before a new council takes uh, their seat in January. Uh, so with the result of the election, we are also going to be going through a council appointment process. So Melanie Keebler, current sitting counselor, going to move to the mayor position, her seat gets vacated, and so we will be um, selecting a new person. And, and as a result, there'll be some uh, uh, notice later this this month for anybody that's interested in, in being part of city council and making decisions at the local level. Um, they'll have an opportunity to apply. Have your bosses changed much? Quite a bit, actually. I've been in, in city of Bend for almost 16 years, and I, I don't know if I could count oh, the number of counselors <laughs> that I've um, served for you know, a lot.
0: All right. City Manager Eric King, we appreciate you taking the time and uh, risking your fenders to get in here this morning. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, stay safe.